all we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. Continuing the Wu-Tang series. This is a long time in, in the making and coming. We already did the top five Wu-Tang with my man, Zilla Rocker. We already did top ten RZA beats with Sir Love Day, the co-host of the Crush A Lot Podcast. We did top five Ghostface. We did top five Raekwon with Money Miz. Uh, we did top five Killer Army with with the wise king top five jizza with um some blaze a hip-hop um artist out of sunset park and uh, we did top five method man with mc dusk who just dropped his album check him out on uh, Bandcamp. but now we're doing our top five bobby digital and i had to bring out uh the big guns as i always do and anyone who listens to the show knows I go out there and I try to find the most enthusiastic hip-hop uh, listeners out there, someone who has opinions, someone who's out there uh, putting it out there and, and spreading the love and the culture. That's what this podcast is all about, bringing people together from different parts of the world. And I ran into this Twitter account um, out in the world, and, and she, it's a she talking about some of the most <laughs> grimiest hip-hop. I'm like, who is this person? Because this is my brand of hip-hop, even though I have a very eclectic sensibility. Uh, Kalina Honus had a very specific way of how she liked hip hop, and 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 it's a very hardcore, grimy, vulgar, back to the essence of lyricism and production. And I knew I needed to get her on the show just to talk about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome Kalina Honus all the way from Miami, Florida. How are you? Doing good, doing great. I am happy to be here talking with you since you know that I obviously have a specific, okay, yes. a specific taste in music, hip hop, grimy hip hop, you know, a little bit rough around the edges, rugged, you know, that's that's how I prefer it. And keep it gully. Yeah. Now, what brought your ears and your attention to hip-hop anybody who listens to the show knows how i fell into hip-hop you know passed on from my older brother accidentally of course um what brought you to hip-hop can you remember like the first song that you heard and and how it entranced you so i'm gonna tell you something so you said that you got it you know that it was passed down to you from your older brother and i'm gonna tell you it was the same for me my older brother he's actually been a dj uh, and actually a competitive DJ for over 18, 19 years. So, you know, for me growing up, I would literally wake up to music being played every morning. And it was, or every day, or every day after school, you know, he would lock himself in his room. He would do his, his music. And of course, you know, I'm across the room. I hear it all. And then sometimes he would step out and he would go out with his boys or whatever. And guess where I would be? In his room. <laughs> Digging I would through the be crates. listening to his music I would be listening to his music Whatever he had And I would just be in there Absorbing everything You know, you gotta understand Listening to uh, Wu-Tang And like Biggie And like uh, Helter Skelter And like all of these things When you're this young And absorbing them You don't forget Like you don't forget these things So, you know That's how it's always been for me Now, and I can't remember A specific song but um, I just remember, I just remember 
Like, I remember Craig Mack. I remember Matt Lyon. I remember just... Just all of these things that are like the essence of like 90s hip-hop, you know? So you you were really entrenched in that 90s hip-hop, which is for a lot of people consider the golden era. There's other generations that consider the 80s the golden era, though I consider that maybe the genesis of, of mainstream hip-hop. But 90s hip-hop was really, for me at least... It was such the, a beautiful thing. A, I mean, you're talking about... Enter 36 Chamber and Midnight Marauder releasing on the same day. Right. And that's not only, that's that's just that day. The rest of the year is loaded with a bunch of other classics. Um, There's just so much music that was at our time that during the 90s, it's just, you can't ever go back and remake the sound that they were giving us it's just not going to be possible because you know things change sounds change technology changes it's not to me it's not as gritty it's not as grimy and it's not as pure but here we are and and the crush a lot podcast um we definitely have opinions on what we like and what we don't like what we think is good and what we don't think is good but we mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say it again listen if you're mc right now or producer right now and you use your laptop to make your music that's all good that's what technology does it bridges the gap we mm-hmm. ask you to listen to the show and the reason why we do the top five with different peoples across the world is because we want to educate people if you really want to have a career and you really want to be here for the long term guess what Old school heads like me and Sir Love Day and Callie West and and Kalina, we want you to succeed. This is your time. We can acknowledge this is your time to take hip-hop in a different direction, do something unique with it and special with it, and we're here to support you. But you got to know your history. You got to pay homage. So that's what this show is about. Um, We want people to celebrate hip-hop. And if you're an old school head, we want you to come on the show and, and talk about the importance of hip hop to you and the community for we could really spread it to other people. I don't want to dismiss what people are doing. Some of it I like, a lot of it I don't, but I'm mm-hmm. interested in challenging our, our artists to just really pay homage. And, you know, you can't really be a painter without knowing Michelangelo, right? So same thing that's with right. hip hop. So you gotta, that's the crush a lot kind of theme. And most importantly, hip hop brings people together in a world that's so, you know, divisive and divided we have these differences that combined us and whatever thread you have is just a piece of the tapestry that we're trying to create here. So thank you for giving us your time. But we're talking about someone who is very, <laughs> either you like or you don't, or you like certain parts about him and you don't. And that's the RZA. Uh, the RZA mm-hmm. is obviously the architect of the Wu-Tang Clan, the mighty Wu-Tang Clan. He's the producer. He's the foreseer. He put the late the, the plan down and they ran with it and had success for many, many years, dropping many classes, of course. 36 Chamber, Cuban Links, Takao, Return to the 36 Chamber, um, Liquid Swords, Iron Man, Forever, um, Supreme Clientele. Um, and, and, and then things changed. Um, and, and we were all clamoring for like a RZA album. We had RZA on, we had RZA on, on Gravediggers, who was, in my opinion, the best version of RZA as RZA Rector. And then I agree. He's the best MC I agree. There. Yeah. And we'll get into that. And then we, he released his, his solo, his first solo debut under the moniker Bobby Digital. And I, I was, of course, I'm excited because everyone, anybody listening to the show, Riz is my dude. He's my number one hip hop artist because I'm more in production than I am. I love lyrics and don't get me wrong, I love that, but the production is what really sold me. Um, 
with him and the vision and everything that happened with Wu-Tang Clan. So the Bobby Digital dropped and Bobby Digital is, I guess the alter ego, but really it's the RZA before he became enlightened. Really, that's what it is. So Bobby Digital is this reckless uh, young man out there in the world um, having sex, doing drugs and all that good stuff. And that's what the Bobby Digital and Stereo album is. And he brought the the RZA production in there, but he infused it with sci-fi, new digital music, as you said, technology was changing. So, so did that style. It was still Wu-Tang type of sound, but you could tell he really wanted to space it out and try new things. And and, and you can hear, really hear it. Follow that up with Digital Bullet. You get the same thing, fleshing out more of the Bobby Digital character, but towards the end of that album there's this enlightenment that turns Bobby Digital into Prince uh, Rakim which is where he was right before he started Wu-Tang and then that entered to the third album that's called the RZA but it's really a Bobby Digital album it's um the birth of a prince uh, Prince Rakim and then the fourth one is all looped together with uh digi snack which is in my opinion the worst one out of the four <laughs> um i just yeah it was and we could and it's hit or miss because either you were looking for old school wu-tang sound and you didn't get it or you were just going on this journey for rizza in general uh i know i'm talking a lot but for people who don't really know body digital i wanted to give you an idea of it um and i'm glad we're being honest yeah so where are you with the bobby digital because it's hit or miss I tend to be more of, I'm a little more forgiving because of my biases, so I call myself out on that. But where are you in, like, the Bobby Digital thinking, like, where does it fit in terms of the pantheon of hip-hop? You know, this is funny because, you know, you kind of don't want to be disrespectful because it is the RZA. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're right. I'm more into the production side. I could listen to instrumentals all day long. I, I don't even have to hear a rap. I don't have to hear anybody say a word on anything. Usually it's the production. But you're right. Listen, Bobby Digital, okay, is not for everybody. Not for everybody. And I will say, people were looking for that after all of the Wu-Tang albums. They were looking for that from him. Unfortunately for me, yeah, he did fall short. He did fall short, like, on his concepts. And you know what? I'm not going to drag him out in the dirt and say oh my god he's terrible no but what i'm gonna say is that production wise yo everything is a is 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 popping is good you know it's great for me now as a as a rapper on his solos it's kind of difficult it's kind of difficult to get into sometimes yeah he but can- you gotta pick and choose man you gotta sift through them you really gotta take your time yeah and i totally agree with you i think Production-wise, it's not your typical Wu-Tang album, so you can't go in thinking it's like Iron Man or Cuban Link. That's right, because it's him. It's him. him. This is him years into it, figuring out music theory, figuring out arrangements. When he first started, he was figuring it out. Mm. Now he's ready. He knows he's mastering, so he's challenging himself production-wise to do different things. And a lot of the albums from Bobby Digital, he played a lot of the instruments, right? Um, very few samples here and there. He has samples, but very few. Um, mm. Lyrically, it's disjointed, it's erratic, and chaotic. And you could argue that Riz has always been that way, but he, not to this extent. And maybe he hid behind the yeah. rest of the Wu-Tang. <laughs> 
you know, just worry about your eight bars and 16 bars or whatever. And then you can hide between because you're not featured like that. You're featuring Method Man and Ray and Ghost, the more technical MCs. And you could come in and be erratic because it makes sense in the grand scheme of things of Wu-Tang. But when you put it front and center, it just doesn't, it didn't come off as well. And I find that the songs that I like the most are the ones when he had partners to play off with. I agree with you 100%. And then when we go into what we like, we'll pro- we might agree on what we like the most. Correct. But for me, I know that I picked the songs to me personally with the better samples and the better production and with the feature, you know, with somebody else. Yeah, because those are the songs that tend to be better. Now, saying that, we're going to go right into our top five Bobby Digital. Listen, if you're new to the show because you wanted to hear uh, Kalina talk, that's all good. Do me a favor, though. Uh, go to Apple Podcast app. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Yo, great episode. Cheese, you suck. I don't care. Write whatever <laughs> you want. Your feedback's important to me. If you don't have, if you don't mess around with Apple because you think they're the evil empire, that's all cool. Go to SoundCloud. You could check us out there. If you don't mess with SoundCloud because you think they're going to fall apart, that's fine. Go to Google Play. We're there too. And if you don't mess with Google, then you could go to Stitcher Radio. And if you don't do none of those four, I don't know what you're doing, but you could go to Podbean <laughs> and we're there too. Uh, but do us a big favor. Share it. Comment on it. This will give us access to a bigger audience. Um, and, and if you want to be on the show, everyone's welcome on the show. I don't care if you have one follower, three followers, you want to talk hip-hop with me, Cheese, and Sir Love Day, or if you want to bring Kalina back in because you have something against what she had to say, that's cool. You're welcome to come on the show. You may not get her, but you're welcome to come on the show and, and do that. Email us at crushalotgmail, crushalotpodcast at gmail.com. You're welcome to come on the show or hit me up on the Twitter, crushalotcheese. That's where I, uh, you know, me and Kalina hit up uh, there. Or you can find me on Instagram, uh, crushalotpodcast. All that good stuff. But hit us up. I, your feedback's important. Or even if you want to say hello, uh, that's all good. Um, how was Hurricane Irma? Because we, for full discretion, um, we've been planning to work and do this episode for a while. We had different ideas. You were supposed to be on the first Wu-Tang, uh, on the intro uh, to the Wu-Tang series. It didn't work out because Hurricane Irma came and decided, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Um, we had plans in the summer. It kind of fell through. All good. How was that hurricane experience just for people who are out there um, in case there's people out there who haven't really gotten an idea of what hurricanes do to a community? How was that for you? You know what? It's it's a terrifying feeling. You know, you don't know what's going to happen to your home, you know, your car, your vehicle. Are you going to have enough food? Are you going to have enough gas? And, you know, it, it just makes you feel like, wow, this is what my life is right now. You know, you become at that moment really, really grateful for the little things that you're given in this life. You know, and then, the, I mean, luckily, luckily, we were not hit directly, but we still have, you know, and even up till now, you know, we still have the effects. We still have mad trees everywhere, everywhere that have yet to be picked up, like uprooted from the earth. So, you know, it's it, it's never a good thing, you know, it's just terrifying. So for people who've never experienced that type of feeling, you don't want to, you know, you really don't. And don't take it for granted that, you know. Yeah. And, and if you, you know, if we're going to be, this is, you know, if you're listening to this, it's December. So, you know, Florida, Puerto Rico, all got hit, donate. 
donate your time with well wishes, whatever it is. So I hope everyone out there is safe and sound. But let's get right into it. Top five, Bobby Digital, your boy Cheese, Kalina Honus. What do you got? Number five. <laughs> All right. So number five here. I would have to say, okay, it's going to be off of, I want to say off of Digi Snacks. I want to say that the, this was the fourth the album. Best, the fourth, okay, the fourth album. Now, I'm not going in any particular order, but this one stood out the most off of Digi Snacks, and it's You Can't Stop Me Now, yep. featuring Inspector Deck. So. This one to me had the better sample. I mean, it leads you into the chorus for a minute, you know, for a minute at least with that sample from the whatnots. Yep. You know, that no matter how hard you try, you know, you can't stop me now. So that right there, classic, instant, perfect. But the part that I liked the most was that RZA and Inspector Deck, they both slowed it down. They had a good cadence, you know, it was smooth. It was smooth, and he didn't sound so crazy. RZA was not crazy or irate on this one. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that this one was on my, you know, on number five. Yeah, that's one. That's the lead single for Digi Snack. Um, it's a very popular sample. That's my only disappointment in that song because when that came out, I already heard that sample from Most Death and MS Doom. So in RZA's yeah, known, I think yeah, too. I yeah, wanna, yeah, yep. And and RZA's known for finding obscure samples. So the right? fact that he picked a very obvious one was like, okay, I still like how he flipped why it. He's also number five. Correct. <laughs> but in terms of his actual song with radio play, in terms of uh, accessibility and something that you can introduce people to, Bobby Digital, that's a great pick because that's ear friendly single is made to be a single um and it shows and i think you're right he's more he's more stable and inspector deck helps um so that's a great pick number five i'm gonna go right to my number five off the digital bullet um and um it's actually the first track is show you love now it's a little weird because you have to get through this weird uh intro that he does of like this old school uh, uh kung fu kind of <laughs> he's doing like this kind of like laughing uh kind of thing um and then it goes right into i think the better production of the best production on that album digital uh digital bullet um and it really is just him controlled um and really doing justice to a very very tight beat that has a lot of organs in the background which i like um i love organs and he's using that organ it's uh, also um he took a supreme clientele beat we made it uh the song we made it from a uh, supreme clientele with ghostface killer and he just chopped that in half he didn't mm -hmm. let the whole thing play out he chopped it in half and he looped it so i like that there was like this little connection to supreme clientele in terms of the beat um that's probably what swayed me but he's also was the most uh tightest in that album because that album is erratic through the whole album but this one's the more tight tighter one and it's the opening track and i felt that that was a good lead into that album i didn't get that for the rest of the album but i did get what i liked the strong i'm gonna give you bars right off the top of the album and with a really good classic um wu-tang beat um, he didn't really mess with the formula. He is one of the least produced Bobby Digital type beats in his catalog on the Bobby Digital. For me, number five, uh, Show You Love off the Digital Bullet album. What do you got next? Number four. Okay, 
Okay, so number four I got now. This is gonna be off uh, Birth of a Prince. Okay, so I picked Chai or Chi Kung. I'm not, I hope I didn't butcher it. Chi Kung. That's right. So with silver rings and feathers. Yeah. Now, I thought it to be also, again, <laughs> compared to what he did have on the album. It was pretty smooth. It was pretty classic to me. And it had that, you know, it had that sample that was very clear throughout. I think it was like an Isaac Hayes sample and something else. But it was just, you know, it was rocking. I liked it. And I preferred that over. Well, actually, I picked two from that album. But that one I picked more. It was just to me, his flow was just more, you know, it was simple. And I appreciated it. Yeah. And I, I think with the birth. The Birth of a Prince album for me is my favorite out of the four. Because um, mm -hmm. I think RZA, when he wants to be intelligent and teach and, and be wise, you, he's a great MC when he thematically sticks to a theme. When exactly. he's all over the place, it's kind of hard to follow him. Because, and, you know, it's hard when he's talking about, you know, it, it's hard when he's trying to be like, you know, talk about humanity. And then he turns into like, talking about guns and then like yeah. you know it's it's difficult yeah and that's i think a lot of people miss that that's the duality he had with bobby digital he is bobby digital but he's also he prince rakim <laughs> this enlightened pe person but he's also trapped in this man box where he has to be a man and chase girls and do drugs and do things but he doesn't want to be that he wants to be enlightened it's this duality this contradiction that is for me interesting in the entire bobby digital catalog and that's why you get a birth of a prince but he still wrestles with those things same thing with me i'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm in my mid 30s i got kids and i consider myself to be progressive in my thinking but i'm still a guy with my programming and i have to fight that every day so that's mm -hmm. uh, that's bobby digital you know and i think i like that duality but i can see as a just a music listening experience um it could be difficult if you're not really on board with it because it's not that clear um but that's a great i that's one of my favorite songs to uh, um burst on the print so i'm gonna go with my number four and i'm gonna go with uh bobby digital and stereo which has a sentimental uh, connection with me even though I think Birth of the Prince is the best album of the four I just love the creativeness of uh, Bobby Digital and Stereo uh, it was a like I didn't know what to think about it when I first listened to it but I really enjoyed that album and I have to go with one of the first tracks it's B-O-B-B-Y um, mm -hmm. and uh, the beat is, 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 is a different type of beat um that that i'm used to from the rizza but it worked for me it definitely had a a sci-fi kind of digital spacey feel to it but it was it was you take that futuristic type sound you mix a little bit of wu-tang sound in there and then you he went b-boy it was like the most b-boy he's ever been he's like this is a break beat and i'm just gonna go once again just go lyrically i'm just gonna go in and show you that i'm lyrically could do this same thing with my other choice with show you love is is here's a classic beat and i'm gonna just go hard on it and really be controlled and but still be rizza and i think that was what intrigued me about this song it was the first track it hit you in the face this is b-o-b-b-y it was the i believe the street single of the album i don't think it was the lead single but it was the street single and it's the one i always go back to because it's it's a b-boy digital futuristic type vibe and it just worked for me and i always go back to it 
um, as one of my favorite tracks. So that's B-O-B-B-Y-B-O-B-B-Y-D. And he spells out the whole thing. Bobby Digital. <laughs> like, if you didn't know how to spell Bobby Digital, just repeat the chorus. Um, and it's a little disjointed here and there, but I'm used to the rhythm, so I could... I could kind of see it. Um, so for me, uh, B-O-B-B-Y, Digi- uh, Bobby Digital, and Stereo is my number four. Uh, where are you with your number three? Okay, so number three, we're going to do, again, we're going to do Birth of a Prince. And I picked Bob and I. Yeah. Now, I picked Bob and I because, to me, you know, anything that has to do with something so grimy, but then you can also integrate, like, a female soulful voice that usually stands out for me so the way it opens up for about a minute it's uninterrupted with that jazzy you know soulful voice for a minute i'm like oh this is so good this is so good this reminds me of like a old wu-tang you know this reminds me of like an old time but then after that minute it goes into this b-boy funky ass groove it has scratching and then it makes you feel like oh now this is hip-hop you know like this is this is that that's that b-boy feel you know how you were just talking about it just now on bobby this is how i felt about this song i totally agree he has that old school he has that thing where i guess bobby digital existed in this place because this is rizza before he turned into rizza in the b-boy era and you see that all over Bobby Digital, like it's mm-hmm. very minimal. This approach is very minimal at times, um, and it's very straight to the point. And then there's just these, these. You could tell he's has crates, and there's people around, and he's just on the mic, you know. And I like that vibe because Wu Tang don't is not known for that part no. of it. Um, maybe no. Dirty could do. Dirty was the only one that had kind of had more of that vibe, um, but but that's a great pick. Um, it, I almost put that one on my on my, but I had, I to, had to. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go with a different one uh, for my number three. It is off the birth of a prince, and it's not a RZA production. This is a Bronze Na- Nazareth um, production um, off the Wu elements. If you don't know who Bronze is, he's one of the other producers for Wu Tang with Fourth Disciple and um, Mathematics and True Master. Um, they were the ones who are supplementing some beats to some of the affiliates of Wu Tang and do some of the songs for Wu Tang in 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 the catalog. Because at that point they were producing so much music that they needed more people um, to bo- produce in the sound of Wu Tang, right? So that's where Bronze came in. So I was I was happy that RZA gave the shine to some of his 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 you know his his padawas pretty much his his youngins um and it's a my favorite track of the birth of prince and that's the birth and the mm. birth the sample for the birth is amazing <laughs> it gets everything right it's cho- chopped up great it's he uses the best parts of the songs um he's good at reverbing vocals uh he was the first one to do it everyone copied him afterwards um and and he he, this is the one where he turned from bobby digital to prince rakim and this is the one where he was shedding this 
this he grew up and he came into enlightenment he turned into a man i can't do this i don't want to do drugs i don't want to have sex with random people and, and disrespect mm-hmm. the queens of the earth i I'm, i i want to teach people about equality and and justice because that's a part of me too and it's hard to shed that so the birth is really the death of bobby digital and the birth of prince rakim which eventually people don't know is leads to the ep of Prince Rakim that leads to the RZA that you know in uh, 36 Chambers. So if you see that chain of events, think of this as like this is the precursor to 36 Chambers. So that song, the track, is really gets to me. Um, and if you didn't know it was a bronze track, you would definitely think it's a RZA track. Like it's a RZA track that was meant to go to Ghostface and just never got to Ghostface. He snatched it himself. Because um, I can see Ghostface killing that track easily. Um, and he, it's once again, it's focused, it's thematic. He, he's telling a story, and I think when he has those themes and he has a, a picture, it, he's just a better MC. He's a better writer when he's just random. So my number three, uh, the birth of the prince, uh, off the birth of a prince um, album. Where are you with your uh, number two? Okay, so number two, it kind of plays off of my number one. So number two. I'm going to have to say this is going to be off of Digital Bullet. I picked Black Widow Part 2 with ODB. Now, I know that ODB is mostly completely rapping on this. But it's only right that I picked this because he was on Kiss of a Black Widow from, you know, Bobby Digital in Stereo. So, I had to do it. Now, this beat, okay, is so hard. It's so hard. And it's so militant. And this song is super grimy. But what's funny is that then it's softened. You know, it's softened with like a that sample of that beautiful voice. Again, another woman, you know. Who, what woman would be able to soften up ODB in this grimy song? But she did it. Okay? So it's almost like ODB escalated the efforts of having sex with a woman. Like where Rizzer stopped. You know, he picked it up and he got more nasty with it. Yeah. So, so I had to pick Black Widow Part Two. ODB killed it, and he—I mean, he was real nasty. This song is grimy. I it's picked a, it. It's a grimy song. It's 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 classic Wu Tang, RZA, ODB together. Like when mm-hmm. they're together, they do music that's very different than when they do it with the rest of the clan and i they, I, they do they have this chemistry they have this they chemistry have this and thing. then and when you add jizza because jizza was really there to to organize dirty thoughts right um so and rizza was there to just give him the platform and give him direction for his chaotic nature but it was all strategic it was all um a part of the plan and i think in this song you could tell it was like i i need to have this unorthodox ODB kind of song and they just went at it. And you could tell they had fun. They probably don't remember the lyrics so they probably did it in one take. And it's fantastic. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's a great pick. Um, ODB style. And it's not a song for everyone because it's so erratic and so disjointed and it's so just like people messing around in the studio. And you could tell they were having fun that it's like, imagine when they're focused. Um, And you could tell they were both dusted as hell doing it and it was great it's fantastic uh number two for me i gotta go back to birth of a prince it's i i believe uh i don't know how it's hard to rate how big 
the singles for Bobby Digital was. I think the biggest single was La Rumba uh, with Method Man and, I, and some of the member, Kinetic, Kinetic Nine, I think, is in the Kinetic and maybe uh, Ninth Prince are in that. I hated that track because it, I hate horns. I hate horns <laughs> that are played on a piano. And if you don't have oh, a budget God. to get a, a horn, a wind player, then don't do it. Because I could tell when it's a... I could tell when it's a computer, uh, a keyboard, and it drives me nuts. It sounds horrible, so I hated that song for that. Um, and I, I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. Get the damn horn, Rizzo. You got the you got the money for it. Just find a, someone who plays the horns to play it in the background. Saying that, my number two is Grits. Um, I love Grits. Um, maybe because um, it reminds me of. Uh, all that I got is you from Iron Man, Ghostface Killer, where they're really talking about growing up with nothing. Um, it's Master Killer and the RZA over a, a simple guitar beat. Um, I don't know. I, I forgot the name of the person who sings this, the chorus. I know it's one of their regular people. Um, it's just a very simple guitar with a thumping drum beat. It's really loud. By the way. Music sounds different when you have over-the-ear over headphones. And I would encourage people to go back and listen to it with over-the-ear headphones because it just pops way different. And I never, rem I don't remember it ever feeling so much bass in my ears now that I have beats. Um, back in the days when we had, you know, low-fidelity stuff. So it sounds so much different when I was hearing it the last couple of days because it just thumps a little different. But for me, that song is... I can relate to it, so it's you know there's a connection to it. It's especially Master Killer, who I feel is very underrated in terms of how he's able to paint pictures and really put you in the room. A RZA is good at that. This is another very concentrated, thematic RZA um, verse, which he does well when there's a theme and he's focused, and it shows here. Um, but Master Killer for me was the star of this song because of the way his delivery, the way he paints pictures, um, you know, uh, shopping cart wheels, um, you know, that's for me was a lot. And the singer was great. So for me, number two, um, I like that intimate side of Bobby, Digi Bobby Digital. Of course, this is Bobby Digital turning into Prince Rakim. Um, and you could tell that this is him connecting to the younger self and why he did things um so that's my number two grits you know what i agree with you that's a great great choice you're right if i hadn't picked what i did pick grits would have been it's, on that list people think Such it's easy song. people think it's easy coming on this show and just coming up with a list listen it's if, not if you want to come on the show you're welcome to if you don't like our list, that's fine. Cause the way uh, Kalina did her list, I don't know. I don't. Th th that's up to her. I don't need to know. But she's here giving her top five. I'm giving my five. And it's, as you could tell, it's completely different. We have a different, different, different listening um, habits. Could we connect to it differently? If you want to look at your play counts, that's fine. If you want to just say, "Cause I, yeah, I like dirty," and that's it. That's fine. If you come in on the show, there's no prescribed way of doing this. But it's difficult. Cause I change my list like. Five, six times before I even... I wasn't even sold before I started recording that this is my list. Um, so, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it might change in a year. But um, that's how it is with music in general. Correct. You know, people always want to ask you, oh, who's your top five rappers? Who's your top five producers? Listen, I can't give you that. I can't give you that. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it changes. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you to do that. And then that's the part of the fun. So <laughs> the part... Everyone who comes on the show tells me, say, yo, yo, cheese... 
this is difficult. I'm like, isn't it? That's why it's good to talk about it. It's not easy. But where are you with your number one? Number one, this was easy for me only because I am a huge, okay, huge, and it stood out for me. This stood out for me because I'm a Portishead fan. So I picked Kiss of a Black Widow, and this was from Part one. RZA as Bobby Digital in stereo. I had to have it, and this one was featuring ODB too, but a more subtle ODB. This is the one where RZA, he took over, you know, he was the one pretty much describing how he wanted to take a woman over you know what i'm saying and then odb was kind of all in the background but again there's still magic between them and it worked it worked so for me portishead you know having that take me over you know that that sound again another lady another woman softening what rhythm and odb are doing it works for me and if you're into down tempo acid jazz you know you're into this trip hop this right here number one for me had to put it on that, that's, that's a it. that's a great choice i didn't put none of the kiss of the black widows on i just because that's your list right but i love those songs Mostly for Dirty. I had Dirty. to do it. I had yeah. to do number one, number two. Dirty and RZA like, together are just magic. It's like they reversed the roles. Like, I feel like on Black Widow Part 2, like, ODB took over what RZA was trying to say. And RZA had, you know, was shining on Kiss of a Black Widow. So, I had to put him on. Yeah, a great pick. I'm going to go to my number one. Now, most of my other picks were, is RZA with a theme. And he's he's really focused, except for the first two, show you uh, show you love, and B O B B Y, where he just goes in on a M- as an MC. There's no thematic, real. It's just like I got bars. The other ones were very thematic. This is a thematic one. There is a female in it, but the female is not singing. Uh, and it's off the Bobby Digital and Stereo album, his uh, debut as Bobby Digital, and that and this for me. Is my favorite Bobby Digital song because it's chaotic, it's nonsensical, it's hilarious, it's disturbing. Let me see if you picked it. Let me see if you it picked has the one be, that I was gonna have an it honorable has, mention. It has to be domestic violence. There it, you go. That has, was my honorable mention. It has to be. First of all, the production on this is absurd. It's uh, ill. It's, it's Ill. the piano. Um. Very simple drum beat. Almost you don't even notice it. Um, it's very... Uh, the whole album is very keyboard based. And if you look in the history of Bobby Digital, he used like over 80 different keyboards um, just to produce the album. But this one's just a typical keyboard um, with some sci-fi stuff in there. But the first like two minutes of the song, <laughs> it's absurd. Because yeah. one, you don't know when it stops. And it's just Jamie Summers. Um, saying Ripping. you ain't shit, your daddy ain't shit, yeah. your sister ain't shit, your girl ain't shit, your crew ain't shit, your lab ain't shit. She just keeps going and going and going and going. And then Bobby's like, get the fuck out of my house. If I, you know, and he's, then you see the other version of this couple in the worst time of the relationship, instead of cleaning it. They're just going at each other. And a lot of people can relate to that. Saying that, cheese don't play that. I'm not that way. I will never talk to anyone like that. And I tend to be more diplomatic. Um, but Bobby is trying to win. And so is she. There's no listening. It's, it's just, where I'm going to win this fight. And I'm going after you. 
So Jamie Summers is just saying that over and over and over again. And Bobby is like, get the fuck out of my house. And then he goes in on her in the most abusive way you could um, without hitting her, saying, you know, you smell like fish. You, you got stretch marks. Um, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't read to the seeds. All you do is smoke hair. You know, and it's like, and it's, you know, your stretch mark looks like the U.S. highway. It's like, you know, Kendrick loves stretch marks and Bobby doesn't. Um, so he just goes in and, you know, the reason why I, I finish so quick is because I want to get it over with. But when I'm with my girl, when I'm with my freaks on the weekend, we'd be go two and a half hour to three. Yo, he is going in on her. Once again, it's a RZA idea. There's a theme and he's going in and that's one of his best. So for me, it's one of the best Bobby Digital verses in terms of flow, uh, thematics, wordplay, different imagination, different way. I don't condone what he was saying. But as no, just as an entertain, but entertainment wise, it was hilarious, hilarious. Because I don't re remember a song anywhere in any <laughs> hip hop catalog that goes there and just tries to make light of a situation. I guess um, I don't think that's what he was trying to do, but it was like it was a real thing, and but it was done with like a funny sense to it. And at the end of the song, he starts saying, "Your father said you a hoe." And when you leave me, you're going to be a hoe. Uh, and you ain't shit. Your, your daddy ain't shit. And then you got you God in the background on the phone trying to argue it. And she's like, yo, turn that phone off. And you ain't going to. And then it's just, it just continues. And what's great, that conversation ends. And he lets that beat, that fantastic RZA production play for another minute. And I love when RZA just lets his beat run. Because they're so good and there's so much to listen to that's one of the things i love about his production and one of the issues i have with uh, Ga uh with uh galio point is that he's galio point is really good at finding obscure samples especially latin samples which i'm surprised it took this long for someone to find that market mm -hmm. but he finds four seconds that he likes and then he just loops that that's it so he does rizza puts so much movement in his production that you can listen to it as an instrumental album. There's so much movement going on. And that's my challenge to some of these really good producers that I want to hear more from. Is like, you have this great sample. I want to hear more movement. I just don't want to hear the same loop over and over again. Which um, is what they are good at doing. Looping it over and over and but over. Rizzo, and you know, yeah. that gets old. And that's for me, that's my worry about that producer. I love that producer though. But it's different than someone like um, Big Ghost, um, because Big Ghost puts a lot of movement in his in his tracks. So you're not listening to a stale. It gets stale quick. So that's my little thing with producers. Um, but that's my number one domestic violence. It's RZA at his best. His Bobby Digital as his most chaotic and absurd. But it's focused and concentrated, yeah. and that's what makes Bobby Digital when he's on top of his game. That is great. And you get some Bobby Digital in some of the Killer Army, uh, not Killer Army, but the Woo Killer B soundtracks, uh, like the compilation disc. You'll get some good Bobby Digital stuff there. So that's yeah, my number sure I'm one. I'm going to agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the fact that, yeah, he stayed in theme. This was very, like, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he wanted to do with this track. The only thing for me that put me off was actually him because he was so erratic. But other than that, 
But I think Trump. this is the, the one time. Was so, it was, the, it was the beat. so hard. It was so hard. If it I could find an instrumental too. of that beat, I'll lay it underneath. Oh God! But if listen, this is the one that. time I think the chaotic nature, the chaotic note style worked because he's in an argument with this woman, and 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 is and is bringing out the worst in him. So in <laughs> in that sense, the chaoticness makes sense. Um, but. <laughs> That's not what he was doing. He's just, that's how he rhymes, right? But then, it's funny, with Bobby, then you listen to Resurrecta, and it's this controlled, well-paced MC. Especially on the second album, the Pick the Sickle, whatever, the third, the Shovel. That Bobby Digital, all his verses on that track were sparse, but they were brilliant. And that didn't translate into Bobby Digital, but I don't think it was meant to. Um, it was you were supposed to get this chaotic young man who's manifesting to to Prince Rakim, and that's why Birth of a Prince is a lot more stable. I don't yeah, know what happened with Digital Snack. You're it's right. a lot more it's stable. A lot more stable. He's more how do you say? He's more introspective Correct. on it. You know, he really is trying to show you, like, look, he's slowing down. I'm trying to change. This isn't this isn't just what I am. I'm not crazy. Correct. I'm not like this. I'm a man. I'm growing. And so, in color that he slowed down. Mm. Now I don't know how, what the hell happened with Digi Snacks because that was oh for me was trash. Um, there's I do like Booby Trap. <sighs> I like drama, but that's about it. The rest was like, what are you doing? You should have never released that. Saying that, I like the Bobby Digital character. Um, I'm done with it though. I don't need another Bobby Digital. I'm waiting for the cure. If you ever decide to release it, I'll spend twenty, forty dollars, whatever you want. Just don't sell it to some pharmaceutical company where I can't get my hands on it. Uh, don't do that, Rizza. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now we're dropping this album. At, uh, this episode after the new Wu-Tang album, which I don't think is a really a new Wu-Tang album. So we'll talk about that when it drops and I'll drop it as a bonus episode if, you, if I haven't already. Um, but I want to thank you, uh, Kalina, uh, for giving us uh, your time and your enthusiasm and, and just bringing that energy. Listen, uh, if you like what you're hearing, Check us out, Crush Out Podcast. We're on all podcast services, um, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Just go put Crush Out Podcast. It will come up. Uh, look for us on social media. Look for me. I'm on Crush Out Cheese on Twitter. Crush Out Podcast everywhere else. If you want to come on the show, Crush Out Podcast on gmail.com. Uh, leave a comment, share, get to know us. Come on the show. That's what it's all about. Um, Wu Tang TV is going to uh, continue for another week or two. And then me and Sir Love Day are going to start doing our. We're going to release our top our top albums, our worst albums, our biggest disappointment, best newcomer. Um, all that stuff is going to come out in rapid fire early January. And then we're going to give you like a special episode uh, of artists that you should be looking forward to in 2018. We have been hitting it on the mark with our uh, people who were going to blow up before they blew up. So check out those episodes. Um, if you're an old school cat like we are um, and you like what you're listening, check out our archive we got top five um boot camp click that's one of my favorite album um we got uh all the wu-tang stuff is great um we're gonna do some special things uh for the big pun 20th anniversary capital punishment as me and liza rios um big uh big pun's wife you know we're we're pretty good buddies so we're gonna do something special for that when it comes closer but she is gonna drop some stuff with big pun i won't say right now because i'm not allowed to but i will 
when it's time to there is uh, check out Oscar Peña uh, that's super O that's like Nori's right hand man from Drink Champs that episode's fantastic Kalina if you haven't listened to that one that's a true old school person right there and I think you'll like that story he's a great storyteller so you should definitely check that out and if you one of the biggest songs in reggaeton was um, uh, uh, Mi Canto with uh, Daddy, Yan- Daddy Yankee and Nori I think it was Daddy Yankee yeah Daddy Yankee and Nori um, when Reggaeton just blown up And he was the mastermind behind that song So you should definitely uh, check out That episode as well um, And if you're looking for a good MC to listen to There's a ton but I'm going to keep pushing my boy uh, Show Baraka Show Baraka is an MC out of um, Atlanta West Coast area uh, He is a Christian hip hop So that I know that's not for everyone but don't put that off My dude got bars for days He's super intelligent um, If you're looking for a different type of music Check him out he's over at Humble Beats um, he's doing some great work, and I'm going to send you the link to that because I actually think you'll like that. Um, I know you like your grimy stuff, but this is a different... <laughs> I think you'll appreciate his uh, his bars and, and the way he structures it. I think more people need to get to know him. So that's my pitch. Uh, Kalina, you can find her on, on Twitter. Um, it's Kalina. Just put it in. I'll put it on the description. <laughs> uh, thank you for the time. Be safe, and we'll catch you down the road in another episode.